Hey everybody, welcome to the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Canyon Bakehouse. Before we jump into the show, I want to tell you about the delicious, certified, gluten-free breads, bagels, English muffins, and other baked goods that are made right here in Johnstown, Colorado. Canyon Bakehouse's gluten, dairy, nut, and soy-free products make it easy for families to enjoy the taste and texture of fresh bread so everyone can love bread again. Find them at any major grocery store in the freezer or fresh bread aisle, or purchase online and visit canyonglutenfree.com to grab a coupon. Off a high screen, Dorian kicked to the corner, Feirano for three, it's good with the foul! And back to throw is the quarterback, and Hayward is sacked by Joey Porter. Page takes it in, scores, J.D. Stevens lets it go, and there's your touchdown. Michael Gallup. Got it down low. Hornung. Dunk! And here come the students. Leading by 10. Here's Van Pelt. He's at the 5. Touchdown, Colorado State. What's up? We are back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Canyon Bakehouse. As always, I'm your host, Justin Michael. Uh, We're going to talk about the 2016 shutout victory over Fresno State. That game took place on a sunny uh, afternoon at Hughes Stadium. Uh, Looking forward to really diving into this game. Going to talk about uh, what we can learn from it. Uh, whether CSU can kind of try and mimic what they did in that game, whether they can't. Um, Also going to talk about a couple of guys that had decent showings in that game and were younger at the time, now veterans on the roster, and CSU's going to need them to once again step up. So we're going to talk about that 2016 shutout in just a little bit. Yesterday we talked about the 2015 victory. Uh, If you hadn't had a chance to listen yet, go back and listen to that podcast that game was really wild. It was a lot of fun. Uh, just going back and and looking at it, I kind of forgot just how exciting all of it was. Two punt returns for a touchdown from Joe Hansley. Uh, later caught the game-winning receiving touchdown as well, so just a massive day from him. Hometown kid Kevin Nutt Jr. returns a kickoff 96 yards uh, to open the second half. So just lots of cool storylines. It was CSU's fourth victory in a row, closed out a really successful final month of the year. And just, you know, it was a time when Ram fans were really excited uh, for what the future was going to hold. I know that season, they got off kind of to a rough start, lost to Minnesota at home in what was a winnable game, could have beat CU, Uh, lost a couple of winnable conference games as well, but ended up closing with, you know, a four-game win streak, ultimately faced Nevada, In the Arizona Bowl, that was such a weird situation, uh, having to play a team from their own league. 
Uh, even more embarrassing, they lose to Nevada, who was not a phenomenal team at the time, but I think there was just kind of a lot of resentment. I don't necessarily think CSU players were all that up for that bowl game, which, you know, you can criticize them for that because, you know, they should be up for any postseason game, but it, it is understandable with games like that or the the potato bowl and the frozen field. It's like they don't want to play in that crap, but th- today we're going to talk about the 2016 win, uh, probably the most dominant shut out of the Mike Bilbo era. So we're going to jump into that in just a little bit. But first, I actually wanted to talk a little hoops. I published an article this afternoon talking about the closed scrimmage that CSU will play on Friday. The Rams will take on the Northern Colorado Bears in Greeley. That scrimmage is closed to the public, which it, it's not that CSU or UNC is like choosing to ban the media and the fans. It's against NCAA rules to allow the media and public into these close, these private preseason scrimmages. Uh, the whole thing is just a total joke, if we're being honest. I mean, the fact that the programs, like if you look around the country, they can produce highlight videos and send them to Sports Center and tweet stuff out. They're allowed to produce content, but nobody else is allowed to be there. I mean, if you're allowed to shoot it and, and put together a package for the public, then why are the normal media not allowed there? Why can't the beat reporters go check out the teams? I think, honestly, this scrimmage is going to give the coaches a better idea about their team than CSU's actual exhibition against Western Colorado will. Northern Colorado, a uh, much, much better program, much bigger program, obviously, than Western Colorado, uh, much truer to the level of competition that CSU will be Facing in the regular season, the Bears have won 20-plus games in each of the last two years under head coach Jeff Linder. He's really done an awesome job just kind of rejuvenating that program. Uh, they had, it was a tough situation that he came into, you know, coming off of the the scandal with the, the violations that the Bears committed and kind of set the program back a couple of years after making the tournament a couple of times uh, in the, you know, late 2010 era like or 2012 that that era uh but you know they're back 20 plus wins in two plus seasons unc doesn't have jordan davis to rely on anymore last year's senior guard uh just a freak average 23 and a half points five rebounds five assists uh, but this is a team that returns a lot of experienced players they scrimmaged at utah state last weekend thank you to steve ivy uh, for pointing that out to me, he he let me know that the the Bears did scrimmage. He and if you don't know Steve, you should follow him on Twitter. Uh, one of the real insiders of of Northern Colorado basketball, a guy who's a big Rams fan, a loyal supporter, a guy who subscribes to our content, and we greatly appreciate him. So shout out to Steve for that little bit of information. Uh, just knowing that. UNC probably going to be a little bit ahead of CSU. Uh, they've already had an opportunity to face, you know, another team playing a live situation. I, I just imagine they won't be, you know, quite as sloppy. In the end, we won't really know because, like I said, we don't get to watch it. But, you know, this is a scrimmage where the the coaches are they're going to have a good chance to see just what this what this current Rams team is made of. They have. So many new guys putting it all together is going to be a little bit of a plug-and-play process for this coaching staff, Uh, but I imagine in this scrimmage you're going to get a lot of 
the the guards you know john tonia some of these guys uh i I think if you're the staff you try and limit nico carvacho uh, probably only play him you know like 20 minutes maybe even less kendall moore as well both of these guys coming off of off-season surgeries two of the guys that they're certainly going to need to play well they're going to need to keep healthy throughout this season and more more than that i think you know what you have in those two those two guys you know they're solid you don't really have to worry about that so you know what do you have in deshaun thomas the forward that committed after he decommitted from nevada i imagine he's going to be the backup five this year they're probably going to need him to play quite a bit i mean you have nico he's your guy he's your solid number one the leader of the team no doubt but as we saw last year it can't all be nico you do need some depth behind them and that's kind of what really killed csu at times last year uh Deion james opting to redshirt and then transfer to washington state uh, it just it made things really hard, especially with Carvacho and his shoulder injury. Uh, he just wasn't really in a position where he had any help on the glass. Can Thomas be that guy that comes in and plays, you know, 15 minutes a game, whatever it ends up being, uh, maybe less, probably more like 12 to 14, uh, and, and, you know, just get, you know, six points and, and four to five rebounds in that time. Can he just be a, a presence in the paint? a consistent defender, somebody that you don't have to worry about getting in dumb foul trouble. And then, like I said, at that guard position, you have just a ton of depth. There's not really any reason to risk more. You have Hiron Edwards, who ultimately decided to come back after considering transferring this offseason. Uh, but what about these young guys, Isaiah Stevens, John Tonia? Uh, who's going to ultimately play more this season? We'll, we'll see. I think you may choose to redshirt one of them, but at the end of the day, they're really stoked about this young group of guys. It wouldn't be shocking if they all play. Uh, you know David Roddy is going to play. As we have written and talked about multiple times, he is going to be an absolute stud. But ultimately, just really excited to have college basketball back. It's been a frustrating season for football fans. I totally get it. I mean, you can see it in the analytics. People are not as interested in football as they were a couple of months ago. And you know, this this Hoops team, they're going to be a lot of fun. They're not necessarily getting a lot of love from the national media, but I think much of it has to do with just the unknown. I mean, Utah State was picked to finish ninth in the Mountain West last year. They go on to win the league, and it was kind of a similar situation. You know, nobody really knew uh, what to expect. I mean, Hoops heads knew that Niamis Cato was going to be pretty good. Sam Merrill uh, coming back last year and this year as well. Uh, you knew he was going to be a, a solid guy, but they didn't know that the rest of that supporting cast was going to flow so well. Uh, can CSU be that team this year? I think they can. They have the potential. Uh, they have a really solid starting starting core. Uh, Nico Carvacho, obviously going to be a contender for Mountain West Player of the Year. I think we're going to see a really good season out of Chris Martin. I just think he has potential to be a versatile scorer. He's a guy who takes pride in defense. And then I think you just have good depth all over. The guards are good. Uh, you've got shooters. I think Adam Thistlewood is going to be more productive from three-point range this year. I think they want him to just shoot the basketball more. He's a guy, when you watch him in the gym, he's got a beautiful stroke, just an excellent release. So I do think there is potential for this team to make a little bit of noise, maybe shock some people, uh, but we are getting we are getting there. We're getting close to finding out these answers. Uh, we're going to take just a quick second to shout out our sponsor, Breckenridge Brewery, uh, but when we come back, we are going to talk about that 
2016 victory over Fresno State, uh, what this team can learn from it, and a couple of guys that performed well in that game that CSU needs to step up once again. It's time to take a second to shout out Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR Rams. For close to three decades, Breckenridge has been a staple of the community, and no local company has a better selection of beers for your football Saturday. I actually picked up a six-pack of Colorado Core over the weekend, was enjoying it with an old high school friend, uh, really just having a great time, and you know, to be honest, I only got one of them because my friend and mom ended up drinking the other five uh, so quickly, so... Definitely check out Colorado Core, uh, Avalanche Ale, any of the Breckenridge Classics. Pick them up wherever you purchase your beer, your liquor, uh, local grocery stores. You know how this works. So shout out to Breckenridge Brewery. Uh, if you haven't noticed, we are running a little bit of a promo on the site, a staff-wide competition to see who can generate some subscribers. Uh, if you do subscribe and use the coupon code Justin. You're going to help me out. If I win, I receive a year's supply worth of Breck beer. Uh, I will then share that with you, talking about having a a pizza party at Crazy Carl's, and I'll bring some beer, share it with all the Ram fans. Uh, But let's really just prove that this Ram Nation runs deep. I would greatly appreciate it. And, you know, also, if you need a little extra motivation, I don't want to finish behind Henry and the Buffs. I just, you know, they beat us in the initial subscription launch uh csu actually we had the edge for quite a while and everyone was they were pretty shocked they were like oh i I really didn't recognize that there are this many ram fans you know in denver but there are there are so many ram fans out there uh so if you like what we're doing send it to a friend make a suggestion you can get a free t-shirt uh when when you do that not just a csu t-shirt you can pick any t-shirt of your choosing Uh, So great time to subscribe, and as I said, I would greatly appreciate it if you help me. Just use the coupon code Justin when you do so. All right, let's let's talk a little bit of football. I know it's been a difficult season, but when you look back at that 2016 victory over Fresno State, probably the most dominant victory of the Mike Bobo era there have been larger margins of victory games where CSU has scored more points but just the sheer dominance in which they won this game was definitely impressive uh CSU they win this game 37 to 0 uh hold Fresno State to just 12 first downs in the game compared to CSU's 28 the Rams have 257 rush yards compared to uh, 77 of Fresno State, 180-yard difference there. Rams had three touchdowns on the ground. Fresno State didn't have any. Obviously, they got shut out. Uh, Nick Stevens, 19 of 24 for 240 yards, two TDs. Really efficient day from the starting quarterback. Just overall, just a complete football game. I mean, you did everything well. Uh, it, we should admit, recognize that that 2016 Fresno State team was absolutely awful they went one and 11 that year uh, ultimately what sparked the change and allowed the program to bring jeff tedford back he has since revived the program basically immediately has taken them to mountain west championship games in each of his two years there it's been a up and down start for fresno state thus far in the first half of the year but they're starting to really come together 
Uh, as we talked about yesterday in the win over UNLV over the weekend, they force five turnovers. They're a defense that plays incredibly physical. They fly to the football, hard-hitting linebackers, safeties that can come up and defend the run but are savvy enough to drop back into coverage if they think you're going to pass. So they're just a really smart unit. Uh, they give everybody trouble. Uh, but this was a different time. 2016, CSU is basically able to walk all over them. Um, with with the different coaching staff and how much has changed, I'm not sure you can look at this game and be like, all right, let's try and just mimic what we did back in 2016 uh, and hope to do the same thing. Uh, as I said, just everything about the program has changed, both offensive and defensively. The schemes are different. Uh, Fresno State plays much more aggressive on defense. The talent that they have offensively uh, it's night and day. I mean, those those 2015-2016 Fresno State teams were pretty... Well, 2016 was awfully awful. 2015, they were pretty average. Uh, but there there were two guys in that game that really jump out to me when I look at it. Uh, and that's Marvin Kinsey, who led the team with 10 carries for 83 yards and one touchdown. Uh, this was back when they still had Dalen Dawkins and Izzy Matthews as the primary backs. Uh, but Marvin able to have a nice day. 10 carries, 83 yards, one touchdown. Can he do that once again for CSU, but just on a larger scale? I think if CSU is going to have any chance of winning this game, ideally Marvin gets somewhere from 20 to 25 carries, so really twice as many touches as he got on that day, and you're hoping for anywhere from you know 120-plus yards on the ground. If he's able to do that, it's just going to allow Patrick O'Brien in the passing offense to get comfortable I think it it makes it so that Fresno State can't stack the box against you consistently which Bobo talked about on Monday that's something that they're willing to do they'll send eight or nine guys at you they're not afraid to really just load it up and dare you to beat them over the top they have the speed to recover and they have the guys that are smart enough to read the plays and do it Uh, so this team you know they're really a lot of fun to watch remind me a little bit of NFL defenses and uh, just the how much control that those secondary guys have, how much Tedford trusts them to make the correct reads out there. Uh, another guy that I think CSU needs to have a solid game uh, is Toby McBride. He is expected to play this weekend. We'll see. He's been out uh, basically the last month in that game. In that shutout game, he had four total tackles, one and a half sacks. If he can come in and make an impact, I think it's just going to make a huge difference for the run defense one, but I think it gives you uh, just another formidable pass rusher. Philip Jan Bombach's really come into his own over the last month, seeing him basically come up with a sack or two a game at this point. Uh, but they just need some of these other guys. They need Toby back and productive. They need Manny Jones back and productive. They need Hubbard to, you know, be play to his potential. All these dudes, Devin Phillips. Uh, it's been it's been weird. It's been up and down for CSU. The run defense in particular has struggled. If you can't stop the run against Fresno State, I think you're going to be in trouble. It's what allows them to dictate possession. I don't think they're necessarily the biggest threats to beat you over the top. They do have speed at the wide receiver position, but they're not a team where they're going to drop back with Jorge Reyna and and try and pick you apart. I just don't think that's his game. I don't really think that's his style. Uh, but they they have speed and they like to play physical and they like to run the football and they just dictate possession. So can CSU get the run game going like they did in that 2016 game? Can you stop the run defensively? 
Uh, ultimately, the pass defense has been pretty good over the last month, so I'm not I'm not that worried about it going in. I mean, I, maybe me saying that is going to jinx it or whatever, but ultimately, uh, when you look at that 2016 game, I guess what jumps out is just the dominance of it. Like I said, there's not a whole lot that you can necessarily look to for the game plan this year, uh, but can you get Marvin Kinsey involved? Can you get Toby McBride back on the defensive side and healthy? Uh, can the secondary continue to defend the pass? All of these things we shall see. It's going to be a it's going to be a tough road game. I, I don't really see CSU going on the road and winning this game, but hey, you never know. I don't think a lot of people thought they were going to win in 2015 when they were down by 17 in the second quarter. Uh, so you just never know. I mean, that's why they the old saying goes, you know, it's why we play the game any given Sunday, any given Saturday, whatever cliche that you want to use. But we will talk about this game uh, more in the coming days. As I said, I will be out in Fresno for this game, heading out there Thursday night, and I will have content from there. Basketball Media Day on Wednesday. Uh, so we'll have more hoops content coming your way. Just so stoked for basketball season. And I know that you guys are too. So if you're on the fence about subscribing, uh, I don't want to be one of those guys that toots his own horn, uh, but I will say that I think we have as great of access as any outlet does when it comes to CSU basketball. And I think we're going to have some of the best coverage around. So definitely follow us, subscribe to us, comment, all that fun stuff. Appreciate everyone for listening and hope that everyone has a great night, great rest of your day whenever you're listening to this. Uh, Much love. Scummy like Martin Scarelli, turn jam into jelly, then drink it like juice. But water's the truth, so I sip on that too. Skinny looking kid with no car keys, like the only thing I drive is RCRV. He's got the stash like Steve Harvey. Oh, I'm gnarly like not from.